This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on issues that affect your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're going to talk about foot ulcers with Dr. Heidi Monahan, a podiatrist who sees and treats patients at the Wound Treatment Center at Mid-Michigan Medical Center in Midland. Health Dose asked Dr. Monahan who is most at risk for developing foot ulcers. Patients who would be at risk would be people who have diabetes, and diabetes alone is a risk factor, but when you kind of subcategorize it, it's patients who have peripheral neuropathy, which is a lack of sensation to their feet, and also patients who have peripheral arterial disease. Those are really going to be the two kind of categories of patients who are going to have a higher risk. What do we mean by a foot ulcer? Is it just a sore on the foot? Yes and no. So a foot ulcer is really an opening in the skin. Typically, they start as a callus or something really pretty benign. And then when left untreated, that callus will start to get thicker and thicker and thicker and start to get blood staining underneath. And that blood staining is a really good indication to us that there's possibly this opening of the skin happening underneath that callus. So blood staining, is that similar to a bruise or not so much? Similar, yeah. So it would kind of look like a bruise underneath of the callus, like like a purplish or a brownish blackish discoloration. And you said the two big things are people with neuropathy and people with circulation issues. Is that the reason why this is usually the case that somebody who has diabetes is more likely to have foot ulcers? Correct. Typically with the neuropathy or the lack of sensation, patients don't feel pain. So when you don't have pain in these sites, you're not even really noticing that you have a problem. These things oftentimes, specifically with the ulcers, will go undetected sometimes for months before patients will even realize, hey, I've got a problem here. And that's typically because of the neuropathy. And where are these most likely to occur on the foot? Is it the bottom? Is it the side? Is it from ill-fitting shoes? So typically it's going to be on the bottom of the foot would be the most common location, but they can happen anywhere. They can happen on the ankle. They can even happen on the lower leg, but typically the most concerning ones are going to happen on the bottom of the foot. And there's going to be a couple of reasons why we would see ulcerations on the bottom of the foot. One of them would be foot structure. So if somebody had high arch or a prominent bone or a flat arch, what would happen is that prominent bone would not be well cushioned. And because of that lack of cushioning, what happens is you get a little prominent area and you get a little friction, which develops the, the callus that we talked about, which ultimately leads to the ulceration. And if left untreated, what's the worst case scenario? This could be very dangerous for a person who has a foot ulcer. Correct. Worst case scenario in people who have foot ulcerations would be a major amputation, like a below the knee amputation or an above the knee amputation. And if you start talking to patients who've had major amputations, their stories kind of all start to blend together. It all typically starts with something small, like a foot ulcer or a blister that was left untreated and that ultimately led to the amputation. So what should I do if I think I have a foot ulcer? What is the treatment? And at what point do I know that I need to see a podiatrist about something that's wrong with my foot? So typically we recommend patients who have diabetes, they should be checking their feet every day. They should really be doing a daily foot inspection and they can recognize what's normal for their foot will quickly and easily identify when there's a problem. So if you think you have a foot ulceration, you should contact your primary care doctor. You should contact your podiatrist if you're established with one. 
the treatment for foot ulcerations vary greatly depending on location, depending on depth. That's the biggest one. If it's a relatively you know, superficial or minor ulceration, there are some pretty simple things we can do. But if it extends down to a deeper level, like it's gotten down to the bone, that's quite a bit more concerning. So what's generally the treatment for this kind of thing? Is it Do you start with removing the callus? Yeah. So typically what we would do if we suspected somebody who had an ulceration is we would remove the callus that was around it. We would expose what we call the base of the ulceration or the actual bottom of the wound. These wounds, there's this big misconception back in the old days, we'd say, you know, let the air get to it, let the callus cover over it. But what we've learned through a lot of research is that we should ultimately really be letting this heal from the inside out. And debridement is what we call the treatment when we actually cut the callus away and we actually get that healthy tissue at the base of the wound to bleed. And that's kind of the mainstay in treatment is regular, consistent debridement. And then offloading would be another treatment that we do. So I always tell patients there are three reasons why wounds won't heal. Infection, circulation, or pressure. And so our main job for treatment is to figure out which one of those three problems is inadequate. And that's the reason why the wound's not healing. So we trim the wound, we debreed the wound, and that helps to stimulate healing tissue to come to the wounds. And then we also have to keep the pressure off the wound. And we can do that with a variety of treatments. We have some special shoes, some special boots that we can prescribe. We also have something called a total contact cast. And that's something that we offer at the wound care center. And the total contact cast is pretty cool because you can be fully weight bearing. So when we say, you know, you have to stay off this, if that's really quite inconvenient for your lifestyle. But these casts that we have can actually allow patients to be fully weight-bearing. And what the cast is doing is it's taking the pressure away from the wounded site and putting it onto the rest of the foot. And I heard you loud and clear when you said that it's important for me to keep an eye on my foot if I have diabetes or circulation issues or neuropathies in my foot. Is there anything else a person with those conditions can do to make sure that they're preventing foot ulcers? Absolutely. You know, prevention is really important in patients who have diabetes who are high risk. So those with the neuropathy issues or circulation issues. Number one is daily foot inspections. Number two is not walking barefoot. So it's really common that we'll start to see patients say, well, you know, I, I took off my, my shoes at the end of the day and I ended up having a problem. So if you can take off your shoe and switch to what we call a diabetic slipper, they have very specific insoles inside of these slippers and inside of these shoes that actually decrease friction and decrease pressure. So the whole goal of a diabetic shoe or a diabetic slipper is to decrease the callus formation. If we can stop the callus, we can stop the wound and we can ultimately stop the amputation. So wearing your diabetic shoes, if they are prescribed to you, is another way that we can oftentimes prevent ulcerations. And then also not delaying treatment. So a lot of people think because my foot doesn't hurt, I don't have a problem. But when you have neuropathy, your pain response is broken and your foot will not hurt if you have a wound like this. And these ulcerations can get very serious before they ever hurt. So just paying attention is really important. Finally, we talk about white cotton socks. You know, let's be honest. I'm typically a realist. Not everyone's going to have every day and, and time to check their feet, but we all have to take our socks off at the end of the day. And if you're checking your sock for blood staining, for any sort of drainage or anything out of the ordinary, that's another way that you can kind of monitor your feet. What about compression hose for people who have foot ulcers? So compression hose are actually a pretty good treatment for people who have leg ulcers. There's something called venous insufficiency or, or where you get leaky veins in your legs. 
And what compression hose will do is compression hose will actually treat those ulcerations, but also prevent them. The only thing with compression hose that we recommend is that you use them under the guidance of your physician. If you have a heart issue, if you have a circulation problem, compression hose are not something we would want most patients with those problems wearing. So if if it's an uncomplicated situation, yes, compression hose can help to control swelling and that can definitely help. That is podiatrist Dr. Heidi Monahan, who sees and treats patients at the Wound Treatment Center at MidMichigan Medical Center in Midland. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And to learn more about the services available at MidMichigan's Wound Treatment Centers, go to midmichigan.org wound. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.